Hello, hi, Mzanzi, and welcome back to the Health for Mzanzi podcast, episode 88, proudly brought to you by Health for Mzanzi. I am your host, Joe, and I'm excited to walk this health and wellness journey with you. Remember, nothing is of limits. Today we are chatting on the topic of colorism. Colorism is a prejudice or discrimination against individuals with a dark skin tone, typically among people of the same ethnic or racial group. Through this convo, we'll be touching on aspects of identity, social trends, and self-acceptance slash self-love. Personally, I'm quite excited to get into this topic and into this theme of colorism as I've experienced this growing up as well. So let's get to it. Khitang, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. You being an albino model, and just without putting you in the model box, you're first a person, first a human being. What has your experience been like, and what has the challenges been with being an albino? That's a question that's asked a lot. At times, there are challenges, but at times, we create challenges for ourselves. Have you ever walked into a room and you already think people are judging you for something? So because we are used to people saying things, even when no one is saying anything, you at times think that someone is saying something. Then you apply a defense force. From that, you act in aggressive ways. Children with albinism who are like the age of four, five, six are always fighting because by default, they've applied a defense thingy. The challenges that I come with is people asking very funny things. The other time, someone was asking me, how my private part is, if it's black or white. In January, someone asked me, do I take pills for albinism, which I found very funny. The funniest question that I had till today. So the challenge is people who lack knowledge. Rather. I love people who ask questions, but I hate people who assume. I'd rather sit down with someone who's questioning than someone who's assuming. I actually like that you mentioned that because, you know, a lot of people might feel they don't know how to ask a specific question or they don't want yeah. to offend the next person. So they'll rather just not ask and avoid the question at all. But I like your perspective of rather ask me than just assuming whatever it is that you are assuming, right? Yes. Like you said, you think that these assumptions are based on you know, a lack of knowledge and therefore it's important to ask questions. Do you also think these assumptions are based on cultural myths? And if I say cultural myths, are these assumptions very like cultural specific or race specific? They're both cultural and race specific. Two days ago, I was in a taxi. And a lady offered to pay my taxi fare for me. And she had the belief that her paying the persons living with albinism's taxi fare would increase or make her chances of being lucky higher. Wow. Yes. Okay. So, so, okay. So some people think they should be nicer to you. And some people think they shouldn't be nice to you because of different cultures and different myths and beliefs that have been spread around. Of course, from different societies and different households. Yeah, you mentioned that you had siblings and they do not live with albinism. So do you think your older siblings or younger siblings, but do you think the life experience is different? Do you think you have very different experiences of life 
Not much because from home we got a very standard foundation and a very yeah. stable foundation. So everybody was set off uh, quite well. It was not a struggle to belong because you already belonged at home. So it was simpler for me to interact with other people because I knew that I have eight other people to interact with when I get home. People who do not basically take my opinions on color or just by color. They yes. take it because I make sense and because it's the sensible things to say or it's the sensible thing to do, not because I am light. Were you ever in a position where you had to, I don't know if I could use the word prove, but where you had to defend your identity because, I mean, you are a different color. So were you ever put in a position where you had to kind of explain, like, this is my cultural background, even though maybe I might not look like the same color, but did you ever have to prove Mm. or defend your identity? Almost every day. Even in small things, someone would think that you cannot make a certain point because you're lighter or because you lack melanin. What point is this? So, I can't remember when it was. I think I was still in high school. At that time, we were talking and someone said, but what would you know because you're albino? The topic was, was asking out girls and coaching girls. Those were his words. But what would you know because you're albino? And later in the conversation, when I asked him, why would you say that? And then he said, no. Most of the girls you are with, or some of the girls you are with, are curious of being with you. It's not that they are with you. Some you don't even ask out. They sure. want to know how it is to date someone lighter. Yeah. Some people are only doing it for experimental courses. That's just so baffling to me that someone would actually make that statement. Yeah, he did make that statement. And at that point, I thought he was just mumbling around. But later in life, most of the time, the statement is true. That stems from a lack of knowledge, like you mentioned earlier on. And I think as human beings, we do this whole other thing. So anything that's not similar to us is other, and we treat it as such, which is obviously wrong. But I think that's where that statement was kind of rooted in. People would justify it with like, no, what if you're eating chicken every day? It's always nice to eat lamb, as lamb the different thing. And think that justification makes it sound better or makes it worse, only makes it worse. Ritang, has there been any health implications? Yes. Would you mind telling us about that? Health implications, yes. Everybody that's born with albinism is born with a lack of melanin. So in your eyes, you have melanin. By birth, everybody born with albinism has an eye problem, visual problem. Some is good and some is bad. Me, I can drive and I have a license through license department given properly. But some people cannot drive because their their visuals are not good enough. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do to change the eyesight. The only thing that makes it harder for people with albinism to see is light. So what I always do is wear shades to stay out of the sun as much as possible. There's not much that can be done to prevent it or Uh, improve it. It's just taking the necessary precautions. It can only be as bad as it is or as good as it is. It cannot get greater or worse. I think we've really zoomed in and focused on your experience, but just going on the wider discussion and topic of colorism that we actually experience in the world. But I want to zoom in on South Africa and just focus on South Africa. It was actually astonishing, Khitang, when I've just asked random people before this interview, like, what is your perception on colorism? What do you think about it? And first, a lot of people, you know, they stop and they're like, hmm, what is that? You know, and you have to explain what it is. And they're like, oh, okay, yes, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. 
it's just that prejudice or discrimination against people of a darker skin tone with yeah okay. within the same racial ethnic group so do you think that this phenomena or situation do you think it's because of the messages that are being sent over you know social media like the social trends that we are always looking at or do you think that it is more deeply rooted is it something as a result of apartheid that we are experiencing now do you think colorism has its roots in that we could partially say apartheid played a huge role in it but it would be quite unfair to blame it on that as it's been so long ago and most of the people who take part in colorism were not even born take the trend that's going on currently what do they call it light girl privilege there's a light girl privilege that's going around which did not exist many years ago it's only existing now because of I want to say millennials but again I don't want to say that because day by day searching and looking for things and answers right it's easier to say a person of darker skin did something than to say a person of lighter skin did something if i and someone who was darker skin were in a room and i still the tolerant they'll blame the darker person sure this is how it is but it should not really be like that it has nothing to do with color What do you think can be done to oppose this thinking? I know we're not going to get it right in a day, but if you know there's anybody that's going to listen to this conversation and they've either been a victim of colorism or even a perpetrator, what would you say what can we start doing today to kind of reverse this thinking, to reverse if something is stolen in a room, you're going to blame the dark-skinned person? or just thinking automatically if someone is lighter they are more beautiful i think that people they shouldn't go through this but unfortunately it's one of the simplest solutions i have for this i think that people would embrace themselves more it will be easier for lack of a better word i'll use accept to be better seen if in case a darker skin person would do something good and embrace it and it's embraced by a lighter person i think embracing small things is the only way we can get to that yeah I think what you're saying is the whole thing of self-acceptance. So, yes. do you think once we accept who we are, even the perpetrators at the end of the day would be forced to accept darker skinned or blackness? They would be. It's very hard to bully someone who's confident. Mhm. So just take it in case someone says you're black and your response is so what? Or okay. you're black and then my response is you're white. So it makes it very difficult for you to victimize me or for me to become the victim in the whole situation. I think I love that perspective because you know once you are confident in yourself and owning who you are, owning your space, that's something that no one can take away from you. In that way, it's a simpler way to come around with it. And of course, I think in school, well, of course, government schools mostly you would get those things are hey when I'm nyaman, you know, meaning hey you blakey. So oh. teachers a, a, a black teacher would say it to a black student so when the student is just darker you say hey when I'm nyaman meaning blacky if from a small age you are used to being called nyaman it's a very hard thing to outgrow that nyaman of type. course because with that comes yeah. a specific treatment and that always stays with you i think it's enough to say you should own your space and own who you are we should also just take a step back and think about the messaging like you just said now what the teacher says if we change the language we use and if we change the way we speak to certain groups certain people then the attitude will change and then the belief system will change 
So I think that messaging also plays a big role. It's a bigger part of this. And you know, people say communication is the best key. If people can practice better ways of communicating, okay. things would be simpler. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Health for Mzanzi podcast. For more on our colorism chat, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam or just curious about some health and wellness trends, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or send a message to 076-132-0454. Yeah, we don't blue tick. it girls and guys the lesson today is to strive for self-acceptance and self-love we will never be perfect human beings but remember that in all of our imperfections we are perfect just the way we are till next time keep well and stay healthy signing out your girl joe